Catch home Husker football and basketball games right here. 90.3 KRNU Lincoln. Just so 
to an open Smith. Steve oh. Smith is going to go all the way. He gets away from the pressure. Fires to the end zone. Welcome into the First and Goal Show. My name is Scott Ayers, alongside John Schmidt and John. Week six in the books, and the New York Football Giants are still very pathetic. One in five now on the year after a loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, thirty-four to thirteen on Thursday night football, and uh, question marks around Eli Manning continue to continue to loom over the Giants. Oh, yeah, Eli Manning has hurt that team constantly uh, throughout this season. But Saquon Barkley, monster game. Uh, Not only rushing, but receiving. Uh, 100 yards receiving and 130 yards rushing. Uh, Just a monster game. Uh, Was was the only player on offense that basically showed up. Eli Manning gave him no help. But, uh, yeah, just a really good game. And and from uh, on the other side, the Eagles, good game. Yeah, and now Eagles are three and three in a division um, that that is weak. And uh, but for the Giants, you have some of the biggest threats in in all of football. Saquon Barkley, who is becoming that running back everyone thought he might be, um, kind of reminds you of an Adrian Peterson um, back in his heyday. And you have also one of the best receivers in football, Odell Beckham Jr. And this offense is boring. This this offense stinks. And they don't have an offensive line. And when you don't have an offensive line, your quarterback uh, is pretty darn immobile. That's a recipe for disaster. And that's why the Giants are 1-5. And, and that quest for a, a top three draft pick really can begin for the Giants. Yeah, I almost think it's uh, it's good for the franchise to keep losing. Um, because I think they should have gone after a quarterback within the last few years, um, as Eli Manning's play is obviously descending. Uh, I think they need to bring in another another quarterback that can take the helm once Eli Manning retires. And I think obviously they started one and five this season. They keep losing, and if they end up with you know a top five draft pick, uh, I would say they'd go after a quarterback, wouldn't you? Oh, I I think. Without a doubt, that has to be their number one priority. I mean, look what 
the Jets were able to do with Darnold, the Browns with Mayfield, um, and Josh Rosen to the Cardinals. And these teams, yeah, of course, they're they're still having their struggles. Um, but the Browns are performing much better now that they finally have a guy under center uh, that that really can lead that team. To, and, and the Browns had to make other moves on offense. They couldn't just draft Mayfield and say, okay, things are good. Um, and the Browns did get pounded against the Los Angeles Chargers. However, I think Los Angeles is a team that is going to be fighting for a wild card spot um, and really has the talent to do so. But Going after young quarterbacks is not a bad idea as long as you know for certain that they can make an impact. And this last quarterback class, I think, has a lot of potential and talent um, with Rosen, Darnold, and Mayfield. Um, and, and even Lamar Jackson on Baltimore, Joe Flacco has to be careful with his job. So I think the Giants, they need to go after a quarterback. I know offensive line is a problem too, but I think a quarterback is, is in their future. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of um, rookie quarterbacks sitting on a bench for a year or two behind a franchise guy. So I think if they keep Eli Manning around for maybe another year or two, yeah, obviously he's not performing that well. But you bring in a a rookie quarterback that can sit behind a two-time Super Bowl MVP uh, for a few years and and learn and adapt to the to the NFL. uh, I think I think that could be uh, good for the franchise overall. Yeah, I completely agree. And so we move um, from that Giants and Eagles game. And for the Giants and Eagles, I think, you know, in this in this division, Washington leads this division right now. Um, granted, they've played one less game than Dallas and Philadelphia. Three teams with three wins. But Washington coming off a big win against Carolina. The Panthers, I, I mean, both teams went in different directions and I think a lot of people – would have assumed the or Redskins got stomped last week. Carolina came away with a big time win off a uh, a sixty three yard field goal um, to win it, and Carolina goes into Washington and falls twenty three to seventeen. Um, and just like that, Alex Smith, we've talked about him before. The guy's a winner. He's not going to throw for usually ever over three hundred yards. I think. He's right around that total of like 300 to 320 um, at best. But he, he wins, and, and he gets another win against Carolina on Sunday. And just like that, Washington is going to be in the mix for the playoffs, I think, all season long. Yeah, I agree. And I think the Redskins' success is totally dependent on Alex Smith's play. Um in their two losses this year, uh, it seemed like the main reason of that was because Alex Smith had a bad game. And when Alex Smith does what Alex Smith does and, and doesn't turn the ball over and uh, can get a, a touchdown or two and uh, be a good game manager, I, I think it, it gives this team a, a lot of success. And I think if they can find ways to keep Alex Smith's game um, and their – keep it going in the right direction. I think I think they can win a lot of football games, and uh, I think they can maybe get a wild card spot, especially in, in a weak division. In that right. Area. And I, th- I think it's the worst division in football outside of maybe the um, AFC South, obviously, because now the Jaguars are struggling last week. But, uh, yeah, I think that is one of the bottom uh, divisions in football. Yeah, no, the AFC South and the NFC East mirror each other. The AFC South 
Tennessee, Jacksonville, and Houston all with three wins. And Indianapolis with just one. And in the NFC East, Washington, Dallas, and Philadelphia with three wins. And the New York Football Giants with one. And so those two divisions are so winnable for three teams in each division. And it's not like the winner of that division is going to have 11 wins. They'll have eight or nine. And they'll be having a home field, a home game against who knows. And so Washington... Led by Alex Smith, who threw for 164 passing yards, defeat the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. They're not in some gimmick of a division. The Atlanta Falcons right now two and four, but Tampa Bay two and three, Carolina three and two, and New Orleans four and one. And John, you have to start to think that Drew Brees and the Saints are starting to take control in the NFC South. Oh yeah, I would agree. I mean. Drew Brees is uh, the Saints don't have a good defense, but Drew Brees consistently puts up, you know, 400 passing yards a game, and uh, they can put up some serious points. And it almost seems like every team that the Saints play, they have to put up a, a ridiculous amount of points, you know, 30 plus, just to keep um, keep up pace with uh, with Drew Brees on the other side of the ball. Who and then obviously Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram now uh, in the backfield just. That offense is scary, and uh, it's almost like they don't even really need a defense because they play to just outscore opponents, and it's worked so far this season. It's it's working, and I don't know if that recipe works in the playoffs. We've seen Mm -hmm. it successful, but we've also seen the complete opposite. But New Orleans is scary, and... Yeah, I think they're a legitimate contender in the NFC. I think so, too. I, I think that the number one team to beat right now is Los Angeles, the the Rams. Yeah. But they still have their weak points, and they have a lot of injuries right now on both sides of the football. However, they're tough. Jared Goff is tough. They have the best running back in football in Todd Gurley. But the NFC has a lot of, of tough teams. And so um, I, I think another matchup I want to key, key in on, the Chicago Bears going to Miami. Brock Osweiler starting for the Dolphins. And I think a lot of people said, were writing off the Dolphins, Miami, and, and saying, okay, there's just no chance. This is Chicago's game. That defense has been dominant. Mitch Trubisky just threw for six touchdowns, for crying out loud. This game's over. And next thing you know, Brock Osweiler and the Miami Dolphins coming out of that game with a win. Yeah, and I mean, uh, in overtime, they caught a huge break when uh, Kenyon Drake fumbled on the one-yard line. Um, and then they went down the field and – uh, unfortunately missed the field goal, uh, which ultimately led to the Dolphins driving down the field a little bit and getting in the, the game-winning field goal. But, I, I mean, yeah, they that, they didn't – the Dolphins didn't win that game. It was almost like the Bears lost. Right. It like they, they threw away some good opportunities um, to get that win. Yeah, and I, I think Chicago will be in the playoff mix, but they, they just make those mistakes. And you have to question the play calling. Jordan Howard doesn't seem like he's getting enough touches, but – um, regardless, Trubisky has been playing much better in year two for the Bears, and another and in a big division game was Cincinnati versus Pittsburgh. Uh, Cincinnati had a chance to really put themselves in the driver's seat and kind of show, hey, the Steelers' reign of this division is over. But that was not the case, and you knew when Big Ben. There's a few quarterbacks in the NFL who can who with over two minutes left. Or even under two minutes, you say, okay, crap, they have the football, it's over. 
and we'll get to some of those others. And one of them had to do against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. But it is Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and I would argue Big Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, I would agree 100%. Those three quarterbacks are uh, – they all have the clutch gene, and I really can't think of any other quarterback right now in the NFL that can compare to these three guys. If it's a last, if it's a late drive, you can count on them to, to really lead you to a scoring drive. I'm not saying it'll happen every time, but it's going to happen quite often. And Aaron Rodgers has done it twice, and Big Ben did it on Sunday against the Bengals. Yeah, and it was almost the Bengals drove down and and scored with a minute eight left. Um, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the Steelers had two timeouts and obviously a minute eight to go down the field and score. And yeah, I mean they just. You know, Big Ben takes the field. He just you can't really do anything about it. Um, like like you said, I mean, there's few some quarterbacks in the league that um, can uh, have that ability, and it's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and, and Ben Roethlisberger. And, um, it doesn't help when it doesn't help other teams when Ben Roethlisberger is Antonio Brown and, and Juju Smith uh, Schuster. Uh, obviously, that game-winning touchdown to Antonio Brown, that 31-yard touchdown, um, it was basically just a basic slant route, and Antonio Brown's speed just. It, no one could catch rest. him. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's something we'll be talking about later in the show is kind of the quarterback patriarchy. We see the, the different classes of quarterbacks. John and I will be talking about kind of that top class and the middle classes and, and the bottom tier. So we'll be getting that. A different segment I think that could be really fun is just kind of ranking our quarterbacks from 1 to 32. Um, but <laughs> But before that, we've got two more games I want to talk about. New England against Kansas City, Sunday night football. Kansas City, going into Foxborough is always difficult. And Kansas City really gave New England all that they could handle in that game. Yeah, and I mean the Chiefs, were, who obviously already have a bad defense, they were, they were banged up on that side of the ball. Um, Justin Houston didn't play with the hamstring. Eric Berry still out. Uh, Daniel Sorensen, Eric Murray out uh, at that safety position. I mean, they had Marcus Kemp, who's a wide receiver, practicing at, at safety during the week, um, and he was listed on the roster as a backup safety, uh, which kind of just tells the tale of that. I mean, the defense couldn't do anything, could not shut down Tom Brady whatsoever. They forced one turnover, um, which helped, but the game ultimately led to to it being a shootout, and uh, Patrick Mahomes did not have a good first half. Uh, he had threw a couple, intercep- couple bad interceptions, two balls that he should not have thrown. Um, but I, I think a lot of that is just nerves. I mean, you're, you're a 23-year-old quarterback going into Fox Girl play, uh, playing the best quarterback of all time uh, in one of the greatest dynasties in all of sports. Um, I, obviously, I think that's just nerves. You know, he missed some throws and uh, threw some bad interceptions, but um, came out in the second half and balled. I mean, threw four, threw four touchdowns in, in the second half and – Got the Chiefs back in it and uh, went back and forth with with Tom Brady to uh, till the end of the game, which was just impressive. Yeah, and once again we saw a late drive by New England um, after Mahomes connected with Tyree Kill on multiple occasions and um, three touchdowns. Yeah, and Tyree Kill is so explosive, and he showed that on Sunday night against New England and. Kansas City comes up short, but I think that was a really good test for the Chiefs, and I think it shows that they can really compete. Still, though, they need to get a defensive. They need to get someone on that defense. Um, I, I think I think that game 
even though they lost, I think it was a statement to the rest of uh, the AFC uh, specifically that they're the team to beat, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they really are. Once once they get uh, guys on defense healthy, you know, um, you know, once we near the playoffs and they get hopefully Justin Houston and, and Eric Berry back and some of that safety depth, I, I think they're the team to beat. And if you bring in – I think they need to bring in uh, another player – hopefully at either the safety or linebacker position uh, because Anthony Hitchens has been terrible, especially yeah. covering the running back. He's been the worst in the NFL at um, coverage on running backs. But I think it was a statement that, that, you know, they can keep up with, with the Patriots. They can keep up. They beat the Steelers earlier this year. Uh, but, yeah, they can go in to New England with a young quarterback and uh, have a shootout with, with, uh, with Tom Brady. Uh, and right. the Patriots, the team that's been uh, the top of the AFC for, for so many years. And I think the one thing they need to be able to do is get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I, I, if that game was in, in Kansas City, I would, they would almost guarantee that the Chiefs yeah. won that. And I think they need to make sure because I think that won't be the last time they see New England this season. I think they will meet in the playoffs. So um, Kansas City, New England, two great teams. And then finally – Monday Night Football, we'll cover it briefly. Aaron Rodgers leads Green Bay on a game-winning drive against the San Francisco 49ers, and you just knew. You knew as soon as the Packers got the ball back with a minute to go that it was over, that Green Bay was going to win the game. And credit the 49ers and C.J. Beathard for competing throughout. No one, I mean, I know for a fact that I did not believe that the 49ers would be able to keep up, but... They stuck toe-in-toe with Green Bay, had a late lead in that game, um, but were unable to pull one out in Lambeau, or at Lambeau, excuse me. Yeah, and, I mean, that Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams connection is is deadly. I mean, just time and time again, it was just Aaron Rodgers throwing just perfect passes to Devontae Adams that, you know, there was good coverage almost, it seemed like, every time, but Aaron Rodgers ball placement is just so precise that you, you just it's impossible to guard and um, like you said you knew when you know he got the ball back in the fourth quarter down seven at first with what four three or four minutes left I mean everybody could have told you at least I could have that he was going to go down and right and score, uh, and score. yeah I and agree. then um, the 49ers clock management at the end of the game there was just horrible their play selection play selection um that punt right before they got the ball back, and then uh, obviously that interception that he threw. Um, the play call and the, the whole clock management there was just terrible, and then they gave it back to Aaron Rodgers again when the game was tied, and same situation. It was, I, I, I mean, he's going to go down. He, he's he's going to score. Yeah, they're going to go down and get a field goal and win the game. Yeah, and so just like that, Green Bay um, is back into – um, and Green Bay has been close to losing about three different games this year. Should have lost to Chicago and nearly lost to the Niners la- or on Monday night. And so I'm not sold on this Green Bay team. I, I get it. Aaron Rodgers is phenomenal, but they have made a lot of mistakes this season, and they're they're lucky to be half a game back of the Bears because of that tie. 3-2-1 mm-hmm. and one to the Bears, 3-2. and two. Um, and so I'm not sold. I, I don't know if Green Bay, Green Bay 
I mean, looking at that division with Minnesota, Detroit, and, Ch- and Chicago, I mean, they're not good enough to just kind of coast by these teams. And so, I don't know. I, I think Green Bay could be in trouble later on in this season. Yeah, I mean, like I've said in uh, previous weeks, if you take Aaron Rodgers off that team, they'd win two games at best, in, in my personal Seriously. opinion. Uh, when he left the game against the Bears in week one, they just looked awful. I mean, they looked worse than the the Bills and the Giants combined, <laughs> Seriously, in, in my personal yeah. opinion. I mean, they just looked horrible. Uh, but when Aaron Rodgers is on the field, it's they're just a whole new team. Yeah, I agree. And God bless the Bills, you know. And more importantly, Nathan Peterman will not be starting next Sunday. Um, I mean, he throws an interception one out of every ten pass attempts. Yeah. <laughs> that is unbelievable. And you and you start to – and we won't get into this, but um, right before we head into break, you just have to think. Nathan Peterman has started for the Bills this year. He's played in multiple games for this year that – this year for the Bills, and he is—he's horrible. He is the worst quarterback in the NFL to oh, play yeah. to play in a I game. Agree. And you question, how does he start, or how did he have a start this season over Colin Kaepernick? Yeah, I think there's. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a, a bit more to that. I, I think, and there is. There, yeah. there's more, and there's worry about the fans and all of that. But purely from a football standpoint. No one on this in this world can say no, Nate Nathan Peterman is a better quarterback than Colin Kaepernick. That's true. So, with that, we are going to head into break. But when we come back, we'll be doing our pick'em, and we'll also be giving some rankings on quarterbacks. So stay with us.
all she thinks about. No responsibility, no guilt, or morals, cloud of judgment. Smile on her face, she does what she damn well please. Right, and she don't care what kind of things people used to do. And she don't care. Welcome back to the First and Goal Show. I'm Scott Ayers alongside John Schmidt here bringing you all NFL talk here. And we are doing our weekly Pick'em segment. Schmidty has killed me in the first two weeks, but I'm starting to climb back. Schmidt's overall record, 30-16. and 16. I'm 26-20. and 20. Not horrible. Not horrible. Not horrible. We're climbing. I tried to have some hot takes earlier on, and they were horrible. I th- I probably went like one for ten on hot takes. I, I think I tried to throw in some hot takes a couple weeks ago too. Yeah, they yeah. probably didn't. didn't they didn't pay land. Off, but. They didn't <laughs> land. Um, but in this last week, John, you went nine or two weeks ago. John went nine and six. I went eleven and four. Um, and so Schmidt, let's get right back into it. We've got New Orleans versus Baltimore. The Saints are heading to to play the Ravens. Man, this is a really good offense versus really good defense. Um, I think this is going to be a really good game. Um, I think this is this game is totally going to come down to how Joe Flacco plays uh, because I think Drew Brees is obviously going to do his thing, like I've said before. Um, i, I got to go with the Saints in this one, though. I, I'd say they'd win by, like, a touchdown, though. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um – I think the Saints are going to win this one. I think it's going to be close, too, though. I think a touchdown is a good prediction. Next is Dallas versus Washington. Um, really a battle for first place. Um, and I I like – oh, I don't know who I like in this game. I like Dallas. I like Dallas going into Washington. Um, it's going to be a scrappy game. Alex Smith will throw for probably sub-200 again. Um, but – Washington will be in it. Adrian Peterson nearly had 100 rushing yards again last week. Uh, but I think Dallas is starting to click, so I'm going to take the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys are coming off a 40-7 to win over the Jaguars. My God, I don't know what yeah, happened there. a beatdown. Um, best defense in the NFL. Uh, yikes. Um, yeah, so I, I got to go with the Cowboys on this one. I think they're going to keep rolling. I mean, that's, that's kind of a no-brainer to me. Yep. Rams versus San Francisco. The Rams coming off that 23-20 win in Denver, um, but are really banged up against a San Francisco team who gave Green Bay all that they could handle. Yeah, I mean, St. Louis, obviously, we've said it before, really good. Uh, Got to go with them. Uh, they're 6-0 and for the first time since 2001, looking to improve. Uh, I think they're going to get to 7-0 and this week. Yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll take the Rammies for 500 as well. Um, New Orleans... Oh, uh oh. I uh I made a mistake. Oh, here we are. Houston versus Jacksonville. I don't know what happened right there. I messed up my chart. <laughs> um Jaguars at home here. Deshaun Watson's turned the ball over quite a bit this year. I gotta go with the Jaguars. Blake Bortles also turns the ball over a lot. Um but yeah, I gotta go with the Jaguars in this one. I'm going to take Houston. Houston, uh, and this is a toss-up game, and John has been killing me so far this year in toss-up games, but I'm going to take the Texans. Houston's going up. Jacksonville's going down. There's issues in Jacksonville. I'm going to take the Texans. Denver versus Arizona, 
Thursday night football happening tomorrow night. Kind of a must win, I think, for Denver. If Denver loses this game, they're toast. They are toast. Vance Joseph is toast. Um, the defense has been terrible against the run game. They're going up against a very good running back in David Johnson. Um, but I think because it's a must win, I'm going to take – oh, gosh. I don't know if I want to take Denver. They are so <laughs> bad. Uh, I'm going to take Denver. Uh, gut is telling me don't, but I'll, I'll take Denver. I could just feel the fire. Uh, beneath those words when you're talking about the Broncos there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, a hot take in this one, uh, I'll go with the Cardinals. Yeah. I yeah. And, and you know, Cardinals <laughs> might actually not be a horrible pick. Uh, I, th- I, I think it'll be – Thursday games always seem to be, seem to be weird. They're they, they've kinda Yeah, they've kind of gone both ways. Um, um, yeah, and like you said, I think this is a must win for the Broncos because – uh, if they finish third in the division, their their only hope is obviously getting that number wild two card. wild card spot. And there's and no, they are not good enough. Yeah, I don't I don't know if they can take down the Chargers or Chiefs. No, so. I don't think they can. But next up, we have the Tennessee Titans versus the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers, I like in this one. Tennessee has been bad. Uh, you know they they had that win against Jacksonville, and then have just put up two fiery dumps. Back-to-back weeks. I I can't choose Tennessee. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Man, I'm praying for a Tennessee win. Um, I think we both are, obviously, because of division implications. But, man, they cannot put up points. And the Chargers offense can. I just There's no way that the Titans can uh, keep up with the Chargers offense. I mean, I, you got to go with the Chargers in this one. Yep, and now... New England heads to Chicago as the Patriots and the Bears duel it out. Man, this is going to be a good game. Um, Patriots on the road. Bears defense is really good. I, I'm going to go with the Bears in this one. You know, John, me too. Okay. <laughs> I'm also taking the Bears. Um, I, I don't know why. I. It's Tom Brady. He's heating up. Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman have been threats. Although I believe Khalil Mack is questionable this week, which really hurts the Bears' chances there. All right, I'm going to take New England. Okay. <laughs> I'll take okay. New England then. All right. Um, yeah, I talked myself into that. But, Schmidt, we go from two very talented teams to two just, oh, my gosh, teams. The Buffalo Bills, Indianapolis Colts, a game that – Maybe a game only, that nobody will watch. Yeah, exactly. I think even the people from Buffalo and Indianapolis will be watching a different game. John, who do you like? Ah, uh, man. Um, Josh Allen's out this week, correct? Uh, yeah, he is. Jake? No, not Jake. Yeah, no, he. Yeah, he is. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's no reason to not pick the Colts in. I think, especially at home. Yeah. Um. And. Nathan Peterman isn't starting. Um, however, I don't think the Bills are going to win this game. I'll take Indianapolis. Uh, I like Andrew Luck. He's scrappy. He's a scrappy guy. And because of that, the, the Colts are going to get their second one of the year. <laughs> Next up, Detroit versus Miami. Um, and, oh, I don't know. I, and Miami is, is obviously a talented team. Led by Brock, 
they were still able to pull out a win against the Bears. I'm going to take Matt Stafford and the Lions. I'm going to take I'm going to take Detroit in this game. Man, the Lions have been so hit or miss this year. So um, hit or miss. It's, I mean, when they play bad, they play bad. But when they play good, they play good. Um, so I, it's totally going to depend what on on what uh, Detroit team shows up. Um, who you, did you pick the Lions? Is that what you I, said? Took, I took the Lions. You know, I'll go. I'll go with the Dolphins then. Okay. Uh, switch things up there. Great. Minnesota versus the Jets. Um, Sam Darnold is is playing well for the Jets uh, against a Minnesota team that are things starting to click. And um, Kirk Cousins is looking great. Who do you like, Schmidt? Man, this is going to be another really good game. I and mean, the Jets have been playing really well. Um, but Kirk Cousins and has been playing also very well. Um, yeah, I'll go with the Jets on this one. Mm. I think they've been playing well lately. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I think I will. Uh, I'll also go with the Jets. I, the you know Minnesota plays well at times, but they look so pathetic at others. And I think that inconsistency that they've shown throughout the season, it's going to show again. I'll, I'll take my take take my odds with the Jets, uh, Carolina. In Philadelphia, um, you know neither team has been all too impressive this year. Philadelphia is coming off of that, off with that win against the Giants, but they they haven't proven themselves. They've also had a ugly overtime loss to Tennessee, um, or I guess late fourth quarter loss, not overtime. But I don't know. I don't I don't know who I like in this game. Cam Newton is still a fun quarterback, but both teams just give off a meh vibe. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, you know, I don't. I don't think this is a must win for the Panthers, but I think it's as close to a must win as you can get because they need to keep up with the New Orleans Saints. I think the New Orleans Saints are going to keep pull, pulling away uh, in that division. So because of that, I think the Panthers are going to come out and play some great football and get Greg Olson more involved now that he's back. So I think the Panthers will win. Yeah, I think so too. I, I like Carolina in this game. Um, Cleveland versus Tampa Bay. Uh, Cleveland had a couple of great starts behind Mayfield, and then last week the wheels kind of came off. Um, and Tampa Bay, who – Jameis played well, um, but still taking taking the loss – both teams coming off losses. Who do you like, Schmidt? Um, you know, early in that game, uh, Baker Mayfield ran to the outside, and uh, I don't, I don't know exactly what he hurt. I think he tweaked a hamstring or something on the sideline, and uh, after he he did finish the game, but after that, he didn't really look the same. wasn't as mobile as um, he normally is, and, and so I think a, I think this game's going to depend on how. Baker Mayf- how healthy Baker Mayfield is. If he's, if he can move around the pocket, move outside of the pocket like he normally does, I think they win. I'll t- so, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take the Browns. Schmidt, you'll take the Browns, and uh, I'll take the Bucks. I, <laughs> I, I don't think either of these teams are going to be in the playoffs this year. Um, <laughs> but I think Tampa Bay will get it done. Jameis has played fairly well. 
Um, and this is a big year for Jameis Winston because neither him or Mariota, the one-two picks, um, have really proven themselves enough for any sort of big contracts or anything like that. They're not busts, um, but they're also not the stars that I think Tampa Bay and Tennessee were hoping to get. Um, mm-hmm. And so now Sunday night football, Cincinnati – Goes into Kansas City. KC suffered their first loss last week. Um, and meanwhile, Cincinnati also lost in heartbreaking fashion. John, who do you like? Um, I'm actually going to this game. Are uh, you? I'm super excited. Um, man, the Chiefs bou- uh, bouncing off that loss. They're going to come back in prime time again in Arrowhead. Um, they're wearing the, the red pants with the red jerseys they announced today. They do that once a year. And whenever the. Uh, they do that. The games are usually sold out. Place is going to be rocking. Uh, I, I got to go with KC on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. Um, Mahomes looked good in that second half. And I yeah. think when he plays without the nerves. Oh, yeah. Deadly. And he's got the crowd behind him in Arrowhead, I think. Yeah, I think they'll they'll get it done. And so finally, Monday Night Football, two teams <laughs> – with three combined wins, it's the Atlanta Falcons versus the New York Giants. And I'm going to take Atlanta. I'm going to take Atlanta by, I'm going to say 17. And that's because New York's offense prove us wrong, you know? They, they look so bad. And they're going to be bad again on Monday night, prime time, another prime time loss for the Giants. I like Atlanta. You know what? I'm all about the hot takes. Saquon Barkley's going for over 200 all-purpose yards. Eli Manning's throwing for two touchdowns. Giants are getting it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Hot takes only. Uh, We only want hot takes here, darn it. And, uh, well, with that, we're going to take one more quick break. And when we come back, it'll be our final segment of the show. We're going to be doing our top five, bottom five. And this week, it will be quarterback. So stick with us here on the First and Goal Show.
Imagine what it would be like to live in a different country for a month, a couple months, or even a year. You may think, I don't have money for that. Or, it won't fit into my four-year college plan. But the Education Abroad office at UNL wants you to know an education abroad is possible for anyone. There are over 400 scholarships to help fund your trip and an advising staff ready to assist with all the planning. So set up your advising session today. Go to educationabroad.unl.edu. The world is waiting for you. Welcome back to the First and Goal Show, our final segment, Top 5, Bottom 5. I'm Scott Ayers, alongside John Schmidt. We are bringing you our first ever edition of Top 5, Bottom 5, where we will be talking about the top five players, coaches, teams, um, you name it, in the bottom five. Um, and so this week's edition is none else, none other than quarterbacks, the top five and bottom five quarterbacks. Um, and John... I wish I had a coin with me because we'd flip heads or tails about what we would rather do first. Oh, I got a penny. <laughs> heads, we do top five first. Tails, bottom five first. All right, let's do it. This is really good journalism because <laughs> no one can see this. <laughs> but it's tails. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll do the bottom five first. Um, and, and so, Schmidt, I'll let, I'll let you make that first choice. Who is number five, the fifth worst quarterback in the NFL this year? Do you kind of want to go back and forth? Yeah, we'll uh, go back each? and forth. Okay. So this is the, this is number five worst? So not the worst, but... Not, not the worst, okay, number but five. Okay. someone who isn't good. Hmm. This is also good journalism. Very nice, good nice journalism. Nice silence. Um... Listen, trying to decide. Listen. Man, how many games has C.J. Beathard played in? Because what, what do we say? We They have to play in at least three? Yeah. I don't know if he's played in three. No, I think he has. I'll go with C.J. Beathard at five. C.J. Beathard at number five. Um, he's currently 29th. 
and passing yards. Um, but he also has guys like Jameis Winston who hasn't played as many games um, behind him and all that. So number five, C.J. Beathard for John Schmidt. And that's a good pick because not sold on him. Now he did hold his own, um, excuse me, against Green Bay, but wasn't phenomenal by any means. Um, yeah, I mean, this is hard because there's a lot of different quarterbacks to choose from. But, you know what, I'll say it. I, I've never been a um, massive fan of Ryan Tannehill. And he was hurt this last week. He's got eight touchdowns, five interceptions. And he has never been the guy in Miami. And once again, he's continuing to do that. I know he was just recently hurt, but I'm going to choose Ryan Tannehill as my number five. So I'm moving on to number four. Yeah, and I, I, I'll, we'll, we'll make it a snake uh, because snakes are snake drafts are really cool. And so I'll, I'll go number four, okay. and then you four, three, and so on and so forth. And um, he was just recently hurt, and he has not been good. I And, man, I don't even know if this is high enough, but I'm going to go with Josh Allen. And, and I the reason why I can't put Nathan Peterman on here is he's on a list of his own, Nathan Peterman. He, he excels – the worst quarterback by a mile. Um, I'm going to go Josh Allen, I, except I might make him I, – I almost want to say he's worse than number four. Um, actually, yeah, I take back Josh Allen, Case Keenum. Case Keenum is my number four. Um, he has been bad for Denver. He was the big offseason signing for the Denver Broncos, and he has not been able to get the job done, has left a lot of – um, points on the field, has made a lot of mistakes, has ma- had some pretty big drives, but I'm going to take Case Keenum at number four. Okay. So <laughs> I'm at number four now. <laughs> That's right. Man, I'm now I'm kind of scrolling back through this list and kind of wishing I made a different pick for number five, but yeah, that's okay. I'll stick with C.J. Beathard. Number four, I will go with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. I and probably in I'm guessing for some of the same reasons that I mentioned. Yeah. Just I, I feel the same way. I don't think he's ever really been the guy. I feel mm-hmm. like he's a quarterback that can win like 7 games at most. Yeah, I agree. Number 3. Oh, that's me again. Sorry. That um is you. Man, number 3. I know my number 1. I'm going to go with Josh Rosen. Mm. I think he has potential. But I think right now, I think he's down there. Yeah. I think he has a lot of room to improve. I agree. I am uh, – my number three is Eli. Give me Eli or give me death. He – and not all this is his fault. He has one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Tennessee tries to compare and compete. Um – but yeah, Eli has not been that solid, and I—that's why I put Eli at number three. Um, the Giants need a new quarterback, and that's no doubt in my mind. 
Um, and so I'll take Eli at three. Number two is tough, though, because the la- the bottom ten quarterbacks, I mean, all – Are all kind of similar, I feel like. All similar. Almost, yeah. Um, and so <laughs> – oh, my gosh. You know who really hasn't been good this year? Um, he's been battling injuries. Uh, I I had to take Marcus Mariota. I said it, and uh, yeah, okay. It, and if if I'll input in my upcoming picks what I was going to put in that. Oh, go, go oh, ahead, go ahead. Oh, Keep going. oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, so we're in the same boat. He, if you're a top three pick in the NFL, and, and granted he's battled injuries all his career. He has been good. And so, Marcus Mariota, welcome to num- the number two spot on the bottom five quarterbacks in the NFL. So, I'm at number two now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Josh Allen. Okay. Um, along with Alongside Josh Rosen, I think there's a lot of room to improve. But I agree. I think right now he's down in the bottom five. I'd put him at second worst right now. Yep. And your number one? Mark Smart. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. I mean, he's two passing touchdowns on the year. Uh, I know he's battled, been battling injuries, but it seems to kind of just be a trend with him every year that, I mean, th- the Tennessee has a great defense, but they just cannot put up points. They have no offense. And I think the reason behind that is because of Marcus Mariota. Yeah, yeah. They and could put up zero points and no one would be shocked. No, I agree. And they put up zero against Baltimore. And I looked at that and I said, hmm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. I'm not surprised. Um, I'm going to say Josh Allen. He okay. soared yeah. through the ranks. And just comparing him to other quarterbacks, a lot of the problems aren't his fault. And I will be the first to say that. But still, he uh, – the, the Bills Ugh. have a bad offense. Yeah, they do. Bad offensive line. Quarterback like, position has not looked good either. Um, and so, yeah, Josh Allen, welcome to the n- number one spot. And so, bottom five, here here they are. Um, John, you picked Beathard at five, Tannehill at four, Rosen at three, Allen at two, and Mariota at one. We flip-flopped the one-two spots. My Allen was one, Mariota two, Manning, Eli Manning three, Case Keenum four. He has been a disappointment for Denver. And Ryan Tannehill, number five. Now, for the fun part, the top five quarterbacks um, in the NFL this year. (sighs) Am I number five? Mm. I'm going to say Patrick – or no, excuse me, Jared Goff. Um, Goff has been pretty darn good for the Rams, almost a 70% completion rating. Uh, his QB rating is 110 and has 12 touchdowns on the season. I'm going to take Jared Goff at number five. Man, there's there's a tough spot here. Um, I'm in a tough spot. I th- I, I'm down to like six quarterbacks right now. And Number five, I think I, think I would go with if if this is going to be a collection of every single week, yep, I think I'll put Tom Brady at number five. Okay, because he had a rough first couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, I um, agree. 
and your number he, he has made some mistakes this year. He has. Yeah, no. So. 13 touchdowns, six interceptions. He yeah. hasn't been perfect by any means for New England. And your number uh, four? Number four. I am going to go with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, um, yeah. I think he's been great this year. Um, 14 touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, Atlanta just – their record is not because of Matt Ryan. It's because of their defense. Um, they lost some guys before the season started, and their defense has just been atrocious. Um, but, man, that Matt Ryan and that offense are, are scary. Yeah, they are. And um, Matt Ryan has been a stud. My number four – Give me Philip Rivers. Okay. He uh, really has been a catalyst um, for Los Angeles for however many years. Back when they were San Diego, he's been a leader. 15 touchdowns and just three interceptions. Uh, he's going to be the reason, one of the big reasons why they make the playoffs this year. Um, I like Rivers at four. And at number three, Man, I mean, there's so many good quarterbacks here. I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. No, actually, I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Um, Rodgers, I mean, he could go anywhere in the top three. A lot of late heroics. But he hasn't been sensational in the first three quarters in every game. I mean, he's a lot of, had a lot of late, like, late comeback wins. Um but Green Bay has lost games this year, and um, credit that to Aaron Rodgers not performing at his best in every single game. So Aaron Rodgers, number three. Okay, so I'm up with number three. Yep. Correct? Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to go with Drew Brees. Breezy. It's been spectacular this year. He has. Second best quarter quarterback rating in the NFL behind Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Drew Brees at number three. And number two, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. I put him up so high because of the comeback wins that they've yeah, had. Absolutely. Uh, his play at the end of the games to um, to get some wins over the Bears and and then obviously this last week um, against the 49ers, I think that puts him up there. Yeah, I completely agree. He's been. Um, He's been great uh, for most of the season. You know, they have some of those losses, but he, I mean, he's a top five quarterback. Uh, Not just this season, but probably of all time. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Um, yeah, I agree. And so I agree. My number two, I've been battling back and forth on this. It's between Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes. Um, And while Mahomes uh, really has been electric out the gate, I'm going to put Slate him at number two. Okay. And, and it's not a number two that is uh, miles behind. It's probably a photo finish um, because he has been sensational. He has been dominant. Um, but you could say the same about Drew Brees, who oh, has yeah. the best quarterback rating in the NFL right now. No no interceptions has been have been thrown by Brees. He's been... Way more efficient, way more effective. Uh, his yard total is a little bit down, uh, but he's still throwing for 332 yards a game. And with those kind of numbers, 
he's been tough. He's been tough to beat, and so that's why I like Drew Brees at my number one spot. In my number one spot, Patty. Going with Patty, Patty Mahomes. I think, I think he's played the best football this year, um, especially with the atrocious defense that he has. A defense that's set to give up on pace to give up the most yards in NFL history um, has given up an average of what thirty six points a game. I mean, terrible. Just atrocious. Terrible. I think he's made plays to keep them in every game and obviously get them five wins. Um, throwing for 18 touchdowns. He has 20 total touchdowns. Um, I got to put him at my number one. Yeah, I agree. And he deserves that number one spot. Uh, so just a quick rundown of our tops. Uh, John, you had Brady at five, Matt Ryan at four, Drew Brees at three, Aaron Rodgers at two, and Patrick Mahomes taking that number one spot. For me, I had Jared Goff at number five, Rivers at four, Aaron Rodgers at number three, Patrick Mahomes at number two, and Drew Brees at number one. So a lot of similarities, but some differences as well um, in our first segment of top five, bottom five. Uh, and this is going to be a long-lasting segment, and I'm excited for it. Well, we're getting near the end of the show, John. Um, any bold predictions going into week seven that people should be aware of? Patrick Mahomes. Six total touchdowns this week. Six total touchdowns. Yep. Five passing, one rushing. Oh, my gosh. Or about five rushing, one passing. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but Kareem Hunt has been playing very well lately, so I could see him getting some touchdowns. But, yeah. Um, I'm going, I'll, I'll stick by it. Six total touchdowns this week. Yeah. I, and another shootout. Another shootout. Yeah. I. Uh, Le'Veon Bell will not play a game again this week. That's not much of a hot take. Well, they're on, they're on their bye week. Or but, excuse me, next week. But Yeah, okay. He he hasn't reported. He hasn't yeah. reported. Uh, I, I don't know if – it's hard to say that he'll ever play a game again in a Steelers uniform. And I don't, I don't want to say yeah. that that's going to be the case, but the way things are going, that's what it might – that's what it's starting to turn into. I think he's going to report this year after the trade deadline. Do you um, think he'll be a Steeler? Yes. I think he's going to report so that the Steelers cannot trade him. Because they can't trade him right now because he hasn't signed his franchise tender. Hmm. But So I think he's going to report after the trade deadline and sign it to kind of screw the team over a little bit. Yeah. Um, and kind of yeah. kind of force their hand to, to almost give him a contract or let him or walk let after him. the year. And that's hard. I mean, there's not much the Steelers can do in that case. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see what will happen um, in Pittsburgh. But it will be an interesting week seven ahead, um, and we will be covering all that action and more next Wednesday. Um, but until then, another solid first and goal show for John Schmidt. It's got, you know, there's there's one thing I kind of want to bring up before. Oh, and John, I don't, 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 don't want to interrupt you there. No, no, this um, is great. A story came out. This morning, I believe, maybe yesterday, could be wrong, that the Chargers' projected revenue before the season started was $400 million. Mm -hmm. They're on pace to make $150 million. They're projected to be $250 million lower than their projected revenue. Total revenue. And apparently, the NFL 
and the NFL's owners are worried. Yeah, they should be. Especially because they, they just moved cities, obviously, and they are building that new stadium that they're going to uh, be paired with the Rams for. But that's terrible. And they have, they have the worst attendance this season. Um, and if you watch their games, almost every ticket sale, a majority of their ticket sales are opposing teams fans. Yep. What what do you think their move is? What hearing that what like what do you you have any idea what they should do? Well, listen to this. I mean, the average so Cincinnati is second lowest at 54,000. And then for Los Angeles, they bring in 25,000 fans a game. That's their average. Yep. And granted, that fills 94% of their stadium. Because they're playing at a soccer field this year. Yeah. They need to go. They need to go back to Los Angeles or not Los Angeles, San Diego. I agree. I think them moving to Los Angeles was the biggest mistake that they could have made. But I don't know if it'll be possible. I don't know. I don't of, think it is because of the stadium that they're building. Right, and I, I don't think know if that's they the will problem. be able to. And because at that huge dome, I mean, they can't even. They're probably getting ten thousand fans, Chargers fans, at their game. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I would bet that ten to 15,000 are opposing teams fans. And when they have this new dome, I don't know what the uh, attendance is, uh, or the, what do you call it, the, the capacity is going to be for the new, right. the new stadium. But I, if they have 10,000 people, or 25,000 people, excuse me, in their new stadium every game, they're going to be in trouble. They're not going to make any money. No, no, uh, they won't. And... I'm trying to find uh, the Rams on here. 14th. The Rams are 14th in attendance. So you have the best team in football, and they only their their average is 14th in the NFL. Their averaging their average is 74% attendance at games. 74%. That's terrible. That's crazy. I'm trying to see if there's a lower average for any NFL team. No. No, they have the lowest percentage out of any NFL team to attend their their games. That's crazy. I don't know what the move is there. And I almost feel like if they go back to San Diego, if they somehow find a way, the fans won't welcome them. Welcome them. Yeah, because the owner was greedy. Yeah. It's terrible. And a lot of question marks now in Los Angeles. Um, the Rams made more sense, but Los Angeles fans aren't diehard fans, and we've talked about this in any sport except for maybe the Lakers. Yeah. And, I mean, the Dodgers, I guess. Yeah, but even in late regular season games, they weren't selling out their stadium. That's crazy. And they're one of the best teams in baseball right now. One of the best teams in baseball for the last five, ten years. No, not ten, five. Yeah, right. last five, five years. years. Yeah, and That's they crazy. they can't even sell out their stadium. It, it's uh, it's an issue, and L.A. fans in L.A. are very laid back. They are not diehard fans. No, yeah, you nope. can't you can't make that argument. They are not, and so the Chargers are four and two, and they have this big of an issue at hand. That's yeah. scary. Yeah. It's just crazy to think about. It is. And and so we will leave you, the listeners, with that note. 
please donate to Los Angeles Chargers GoFundMe. No, don't do that. I hate the Chargers. Yeah, that's right. Chargers are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, John, any final words? Go Chiefs. Please acquire somebody. Brett Beach, um, if you're listening, I know you are. <laughs> please trade for somebody. I know Patrick Peterson's on the trade block. That's right. That would help I heard, tremendously. I heard the Chiefs aren't even looking at haven't made any offers for him yet. They have not. But Interesting. fans, as just just basing my uh, my thoughts here from Twitter, looking at replies to, to tweets and stuff, about 90% of Chiefs fans want them to acquire Patrick Peterson. Well, you I heard it say. here first. 90% bring Patrick Just Peterson. Just solely going off of, of Twitter. Well, after Case Keenum... <laughs> Picks him apart for about 450 yards and six TDs. Be ready because Peterson will want to be out of Arizona. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, they, they need to rebuild. Oh, uh, absolutely. With, with the new quarterback. So, so. Um, I think they put a lot of players on, on the trade block. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I think with that, we say so long from the First and Goal Show. I'm Scudders alongside John Schmidt. We say thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next Wednesday.